Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Soundwars Collection interview series. This is Michael Coleman, and this week I spoke with production sound mixer and re-recording mixer Stephen Thibault. Stephen is the winner of two Emmy Awards and three CAS Awards for outstanding achievement in sound mixing through his association with the hit television series Modern Family. Stephen is also an accomplished sound re-recording mixer who has worked on dozens of web episodes, short and independent films such as The Quest, Fear Clinic, Contracted, and many others. We discuss what it's been like to work on more than 138 episodes of Modern Family and the creative and technical challenges to capturing clean tracks while keeping up with the large ensemble cast. I hope you enjoy. Thanks, Stephen, for taking the time to talk. This is uh, pretty exciting because don't, I don't have as many chances as I wish to talk with production sound mixers, and obviously someone like you has had a... a awesome portfolio work over the years uh, what brought you to LA in the beginning what was was there a project was there a reason were you from LA where, where are you from what brought you here I, I was born and raised in Glendora which okay. is uh, the suburbs of LA and and um, I don't know mom introduced me at an early age to cinema so mm-hmm. I wanted to do something in it and yeah. and um, after graduating high school I took a television production class and and um in that class i befriended um another girl that decided that she wanted to be a sound mixer so she needed a boom operator and and um her name was pat toma and and um i said sure i'll i'll boom for you on one of these projects and it turned into like four or five and then before i knew it i was mixing and you know this was the days of the nagra and and um and then i transferred over to cal state northridge um knew knew that i needed to finish with a um with a, a four-year degree because that's what mom mm-hmm. and dad preached okay. and, and and um you know i kept on working on movies on these independent horror films and <laughs> um different films along the way and i'd play hooky from uh from from class <laughs> wow i mean and, and- did you imagine that you were going to pursue it? Did you already have an interest in, in sound? And Well, know? once I was introduced to it, I was, I, I was fascinated by it. I, I liked playing with tech, uh, and, and um, it, was, it was playing with cool toys, and then all of a sudden, you know, learning more about sound, it was like, okay, wow, this is really neat. Mm-hmm. You know, look look what happens when I slow this down, and <laughs> it, it, yeah. it just sparked a lifelong interest in 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 playing with things in the audio world. What What do you remember, and just in terms of when you first started, like some of the fundamentals that you learned really early on? I mean, Nagra is a little different um, than what I mean. What you can do digitally. I mean, there's there's some pros and cons to the two, but what what do you remember that you know you really caught on to? Well. In terms of production sound on a set, mm-hmm. always get the dialogue as clean as you possibly can. Sure. I mean, that, that's that's the ultimate fundamental, so that post can do anything they want later on. And, yeah. and uh, use as high a quality equipment as you can afford. Afford, yeah. You know, and yeah. in, in, in that day, it was a 416, an 816, a couple of trams, and your Nagra and a Sela mixer. Yeah. That was, that was you know that was pretty pretty awesome to have. Did, I mean, did you have those moments when you wish you're like, oh man, I wish I went back and we redid something and it went all the way through to the post and kind of got out of your hands and you realized, shoot, 
I can't ha- I can't have that happen. There, there's always things you'd like to change um, on on every project, yeah. or, you know, and, and, and these days I think it's easier to um, to fix those mistakes with the, the tools we have available, you yeah. know, with, with, you know, Pro Tools and Isotope and, and you know, the Cedar Box and, and things like this. And, um, you know, sometimes... Especially because I do a lot of TV. Yeah. Um, because of time constraints, they live with certain things that I may like fixed. Mm-hmm. But um, but they get glossed over because they don't have the time to fix it. Where, <laughs> whereas you would on on a feature. Yeah. How, how did you find like just navigating, you know, season to season, staying busy? What, what was the, you know the network that you were kind of, you know, working within to, to stay busy year to year? Um, you know, it, it's working with the same producers that are working all the time. Okay. So, so, I mean, you're always hustling, but there's certain people that you have um, a good working relationship with, and they tend to take you on project to project to project. Yeah. And, and... Um, if you have several producers or production managers or even other mixers that you're, you're helping out um, regularly, then you're working regularly. Yeah. Have you seen a, a change at all in terms of how production is approaching their own schedules just with the amount of work that they're able to fit into a, you know, a block of a day? Is, has it shifted to be longer days or are they working quicker? Well... I can only speak for the show that I'm on, which is Modern, yeah, sure. Modern Family right now. Right. I mean, prior to this, when I when I was doing like let's say let's break it down by by type of show, like an mm-hmm. hour long episodic, I could always guarantee fourteen or fifteen hours a day, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, and then Friday you'd probably be coming in well after two or three o'clock and working till yeah. Saturday morning. And, you know, that's that's a fratterday, as, yeah, as, as is right. coined. Um, episodics, at, at least with Modern Family, the schedule seems to get a little bit simpler, but that, that can be attributed to the shooting style. Because on Modern Family, you use two or three cameras um, and you cover a scene from top to bottom. You may go, go through it ten times, and then you're done with that scene. They've gotten all the coverage. Yeah, they'll do cross coverage and and then incorporate the the wides, the tights, the mediums, and the close up into those those two camera moves. Uh. Um, where whereas on you know traditional style of shooting, you're going to be um, doing a wide master, and they might pick up something else yeah. in that medium and and tight and overs, and then a turnaround, and that's a lot more coverage. Yeah. See, seeing seeing uh, Modern Family go, I mean, th- this approach makes it really fast, really challenging as well on a re- as a result. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's really great for the actors. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm just looking at the I mean, uh, approximately like 138 episodes between <laughs> 2009 and 2015. I think of doing. The same thing that many times you get pretty good at knowing exactly what you're going to need at, at the point of starting modern family did you have the idea that it was going to be the success that it was i mean I, that you were going to be you know on board for that long i had no idea 
Yeah. I saw the pilot and I thought the pilot was really good. And I was like, great, yeah. we'll get more than one season. <laughs> yeah. Because there were a lot of years that I was doing, you know, three or four different shows over the course of the season. Eight episodes yeah. on this, 13 on another, and 13 on another. You know, I was used to working on, on different shows all the time. And, you know, yeah. that that was fine, too. It's really great to have this this schedule. We work three weeks on and one week off. And we start yeah. in August and we're done by the end of March. Yeah. And what have you found just in terms of the the, uh, the team that you've assembled for that project? I mean, I'm sure the, the shorthand has been there and, and you guys have a good understanding of what's needed. Every episode is different. It's not, it's not calling for the same thing. But, you know, what is it that you're able to do when you walk on every day and make sure that, you know, there aren't any hiccups, at least from your department? Well, on Modern Family, you always have to be proactive and you always have to be thinking ahead because mm-hmm. if if you start the day and you're reacting to what they just announced, you're behind. Okay. Um, you know, you, we we have a huge cast, and and um, that equates to a lot of different wires, because mm-hmm. it's comedy. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you have an idea. You watch a rehearsal and a blocking, and I'll I'll cover the scene by zones. And, and yeah. say, okay, you get these three people and, and on, on boom one, and then this person coming in, that has to be a wire. And then yeah. um, these other two zones, um, boom two and boom three. Um, w- one note there is I, I generally am lucky enough to, to get um, additional boom operators as needed. Oh, okay. So, so you know, we, when we shoot in the Pritchett household, the Jay Gloria Manny yeah. household, um, yeah. and the whole family comes over, that's sure. three or four zones always. Oh wow! Okay. And and as I say, it's it's generally two cameras covering it or three, and mm-hmm. and you're not getting coverage to clean something up. It's a winner, yeah. and you got to get it right the first time. So so. How many channel? Yeah. How, how many channels are you going to at that point with that many? Do you have la- a mixture of labs and booms at the same time? Um, uh, what what I generally do is is um, a mix on one and then ISO out every single mic. So um, mm-hmm. and then uh, the secondary machine, a seven eight eight. I'll I'll put um, a mix on one and the rest of the ISOs. So um, you know I could have fourteen actors, so that's fourteen wires right there. And then yeah. I'll have three or four booms, so eighteen could be twenty tracks. Yeah, sure. Do you, do you ever run any compression or EQ going to your record? Just uh, just a limiter, and then okay. and then um, all of the um, actors have their own EQ. And I spent okay. a lot of time early on trying to match their voices to the boom and EQ the lobs so that they okay. so it sounds like the boom. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're never going to get it perfect. Right. But, um, you know, the actors have their exact um, lav and and wire that we put, or or transmitter that we put on them every single day. Mm -hmm. So you dial that in, and it's one less thing to think about. Okay. Nice. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. What what have you found just the kind of the understanding from the, the talent that you're working with that, you know, like how much patience do they usually give you guys if, to get wired up every day? And, and it, it depends sure. on the actor, of course. But 
<laughs> and and half the time it's 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 them joking around with us because the, yeah. the, they're good. But we started from day one. They get wired all the time unless it's a talking head interview. Okay. Because the sit downs on the couch type of thing. Yeah, and they're pretty cool about it because look, they don't loop. If okay. if anything, we will get like a wild line because they'll have yeah. a line change or something like that. And I, and I have to hand it to our writers. They don't rewrite the script in in the edit room. Okay. So so that's very helpful, but we get everything and and um and that's what post uses and that's what you hear. Yeah. What do you find just the the mixture of going, you know, interior exterior spaces with in terms of the cart that you bring is it always the same setup no matter where you're at if you're on the lot or off lot? Because of the cast uh, size, I, I, I'm generally on an O1V with a Diva and three venues and, and a 788. That's, yeah. that's the typical thing. But I also have a secondary cart, which is a Mix 8 with yeah. a Diva Fusion and um, um, electro um, field venue and then a couple yeah. of extra uh, wires as needed. And, and that whole rig comes off of the, the the top of the cart that it's on and oh. I can put it into an insert car so that's okay. my insert car rig or if I need to lug something across a field because it's hard to get to mm. you know I went a good chunk of um, our dude ranch episode <laughs> y- years ago because we were on fields up in Jackson Hole Wyoming and it was hard yeah. to get around yeah. um, so you'd have to carry things across a field so so I yeah, went yeah. with a small rig Oh, nice. And then when we, we did the um, episode in Australia um, last year, mm-hmm. I had to leave my main cart um, here in the States because we were doing big episodes um, leading up to the day we left. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had to ship out several days su- uh, earlier. So I yeah. built out a, a medium-sized cart with a Mix 12, a place for the Mix 8, a Nomad and um, and and a Fusion and a bunch of um, venues for Australia, and that worked out really well. But you yeah. y- you adjust the cart <laughs> needs with uh, where you're going and what you're doing. And there was also this this episode that happened in uh, late February. This one connection lost when it's it's this episode. You know, the character of Claire is she's stuck at the airport. You know, she's trying to track down. Haley and there's like this whole like sequence. I haven't seen all of it, but I remember seeing and, and talking to you about it. Like that's a pretty unique episode where it's you know like a different type of total episode in general. It takes place on a computer. That was insane and and <laughs> and really really fun. Um, yeah, in connection lost, um, the producers um, said to me, Steve, we'd like to be able to do this entire script. Um, in one day if we can, and we want to do it live. So we want Claire to be interacting with everybody um, in real time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's going to be an interesting challenge. So I said, well, all, all four sets need to be on the same stage, first of all. So we figured out a place to put um, the airport set, green sc- blue screen or green screen, can't remember. Yeah. Um, so Claire's in one place, and she had to be on her own um, um, com. Uh, mm-hmm. We used Phonak and Visities, and mm-hmm. and um, she had to be able to hear everybody else that she was going to be talking to, but not herself. 
Yeah. So then we had in the in the next um, set was um, Phil, Alex, and Haley, and um, they need to be on their their comms so they could hear everybody else. And then we yeah. went to the the Pritchett household, Jay, Gloria, Manny, and Luke, and they needed to hear everybody else but themselves again. And yeah. it was it was tough coordinating all of that. And and then the Mitch and Cam set, and I needed two boom operators on each set. Wow. <laughs> so uh, so I had seven boom operators that day and somebody wrangling um, um, earwigs because I had double earwigs for everybody because that's the 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 the, the one negative to um, these little in-ear receivers is the batteries end up going out so you okay. need to be scrambling at the last minute sometimes to change out so we always had one more locked and loaded for or a couple more for each set yeah I mean, how do you find just like latency and, and trying to reduce that for for a situation like that? Is there any latency? There, 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 there really wasn't. Um, okay. um, we wow. were fine. The only time you have latency is is when because the actors weren't seeing themselves. Mm-hmm. That would have introduced latency okay. if they were were seeing themselves on on um, FaceTime or something like this. In this case. They had the um, the cameras, which were, you know, your 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 iPhone, and we stuck yeah. it right above, and and um, and that was videotaping um, with the on deck iPhone six um, video camera. Yeah. Okay. So so um, th- that's that's how that worked. But we've done other episodes where we've had Skype conversations, and what you have to do is w- whatever side seeing the screen. We yeah. have to delay the person that's on that screen, so okay. that that's anywhere from like a eight to um, you know fourteen frame um, offset, and we just did okay. that, mind you. And I can't talk too much about it in sure. in our final episode where Phil showed up remotely. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> no spoiler alerts, please. Uh, <laughs> well, what have you found? Just you know, I guess. With a show like this, because I, you know, I, I have like my clients and projects where I've been working with them for a long time. I don't know how many videos I've done, but like I feel like there's a certain uh, um, trust that everyone has in one another that they're going to walk away with what they need. But you know, what have you? I guess what what, what is the takeaway from having the opportunity to work on a show like this of that was kind of unexpected that that you didn't realize you know would be the case when you're working with the same crew, the same cast. For so for so many years, what, what things you know you don't don't happen when you're working on the short form type of projects. Well, I mean, first of all, you really really become family. Yeah. And and uh, I mean, it's it's been really an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's been super supportive of everybody else, and and and. Um, I, I I don't know what to say. It's just uh, there. There's a closeness that's not there on on um, you mm. know shorter gigs. Did, have you have you been able to stick with the the same boom operators that you've had all along, or you change them out? Uh, I I if it was up to me, I would have stayed stayed with them um, huh? for for forever. But um, yeah. Dan Dan Leip, who was with mm. me for the first five seasons and then four or five seasons before that. Okay. Um, he decided to retire, so, uh, so okay. uh, you know I'm really happy for him, and and um, yeah. um, that was rough. And then Preston, unfortunately, 
um, he hurt his wrist, so he couldn't mm. um, continue booming. But okay. um, since season three, I've had um, Surgeon Popovich, and mm. and he's been amazing. Um, so so he's with me now as number one boom, and then um, after Dan retired, we we brought in uh, William Monroe, and he's been yeah. working out great. And nice. then and then um, Peter Hansen is our regular go to um, third boom. And, okay. and he likes to day play, so it's actually been a perfect fit. Okay. Well, day play meaning what? Meaning working two days a week or three days okay. a week whenever we have big episodes. Yeah. And then some weeks he gets off because he's got a, a, a side business as well. So uh-huh. um, it, it works out quite well. Nice. And what do you look for in terms of the boom operators that you're working with? I mean, do they have a greater understanding than than just the job that they're doing do a lot of them have backgrounds in other areas or you know what do you what do you like about the guys that you're working with certainly for this show Mm -hmm. the guys i'm working with need to be flexible and and not get locked into hey well this is the way we did it last time sure Uh, no no they really need to be flexible and good boom operators because we're constantly getting line changes and and things change take to take and they need to be fluid and and um okay with 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 making changes take to take mm-hmm. um it's yeah. just just the way this this show is and and um i, t- I tell you w- william's like 66 uh-huh. um so so his height's been um a, a definite positive <laughs> <laughs> That's a few inches taller than everyone else in the room, I'm sure. And yeah, absolutely, he he can boom over the other boom operators. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, what do you find, just you know, with your gear and your packages, that you don't have to? You have a pretty good setup that you're not having to swap stuff out or update it, or you know, your gear is lasting you more than you know a few years. How how, how long does it last for you? Um. Well, let, let, let me start off by saying that, um, you know, I've had the same cart for years, uh-huh. but when I first got the initial scripts for Modern Family, um, I was using a PSCM8, which was an eight-channel board, and mm-hmm. and I was using the Diva 5 and, and, and the um, um, sound devices 788T. As, yeah. as, as my backup, which was a good backup. Yeah. But then I read the initial six scripts, and, you know, there were tons of scenes with 12 people, and mm-hmm. and I saw quickly that that, that wasn't going to work. So the first change I made was putting an 01V96 on, which okay. is the Yamaha, um, yeah. and, and, and the inverter and getting that, that worked out. Um, so that, that was the first major change, but... Um, um, adding another venue because we kept on needing more wires all the time. So, okay. so now I have um, um, you know three venues sitting on 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 the cart. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't like to change things out unless it's it's not working well for us or if I can yeah. streamline things. Although I oh, am much? Oh. I am I am thinking about maybe a new recorder in the near future. Okay. Um, in in terms of microphones. Um, in the first episode um, that we did, we tried Shep's MK50s and and mm-hmm. and and 60s on a couple of takes, and they just didn't really work. And I okay. said, you know what? The way to do this show is with the Shep shotgun. 
and and that's what we've been using the majority of the time over the years. Although occasionally, if the the it, it's noisy outside, um, I, I may opt to go with the um, Sennheiser eighty sixty. Okay. Which is similar, but it's uh, it rejects a little bit more of like fan noise and background noise than than the Sheps would. Yeah. How how often are you finding that you're getting interferences when you're doing those records out, you know, off lot and whatnot? How much are you having to battle frequencies and whatnot being in LA? Not too bad. I mean, the okay. where we battled frequencies was was Australia last year. Okay. Because um they were going through their their change to digital television, so they had <laughs> all the analog stuff and the yeah. digital stuff up at the same time when we went there. Uh-huh. <laughs> And, and um, fortunately, I contacted um, first Ross at Lamoc, which was uh-huh. one of the the larger sound ho- or sound and camera rental houses down in Sydney, and uh-huh. and he referred me to um, Brian o- over at Mur- Murray Tregoning and Associates, and okay. he was amazing. He went out and I told him locations we were going to go, and and he did scans of areas that we'd be. Oh, nice! And 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 told me what would work and helped me coordinate all those frequencies. And yeah. I, ironically, it was all black twenty-seven and twenty-eight that we can't use here in the states. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, but but the the lower blocks, the twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, it, it was useless there. Yeah. So so um, I I had to do a lot of renting of of um, electro gear when we got there, and and they okay. didn't use the the Comtech two sixteens either. They they tended to use um, um, the the IFBs from Electro, okay, uh, for for comms. So so again, we had had to rent that. But thanks, thankfully, I've had good support in coordinating frequencies. And the yeah. uh, the other place that we've had to do a lot of coordination, and I got help from Robert Anzalone over at Location Sound, was with the earwigs because we had oh, okay. we we had to um, coordinate five different. Um, frequencies on on the 216 range. Wow. So was that a separate mix that you guys were managing to them? As I was saying, there was f- four different zones, and everybody had different yeah. different mixes. Oh. And that's the nice thing about um, the 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 O1V because you can do that. You've got lots of oxes and and yeah. um, let everybody hear what they want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. What about in terms of uh, you know how much the video department's sending you? Obviously, you you have camera ISOs on your cart. Uh, how, how have you found in terms of just you know when you're mixing? Are you are you looking at the script? Are you looking at the feeds? Is it a mixture of both? Looking at your levels? Where do you where do you tend to bounce around? How how you monitor what's what and also anticipating? I'm I'm looking at the script. Um, most of the time and, and my ones and twos, my, my cheat sheet that I make after watching the rehearsals and, okay. and I'm mixing ba- based on, on the words and, and the ones and twos and so forth. And then I'm also looking at levels, but you, you can hear if it's getting too hot too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you listen at the same level and you trust your ears and, yeah. and, um, you know, I'm also looking in in certain places if I know um, that the operators are going to be wide on the first two lines, and we may have to go off of um, a wire for those first two lines, right? And then they pop in. Um, eventually, on take three or four, they may start in tighter, 
So yeah. I'm looking for that to tell my boom operators, hey, now you can be in. Um, and you know that, that's 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 the thing about this show. You're you're doing a lot of uh, communicating with with between the boom operators and and the camera operators. And if I, I'm not getting something that I need, then it's my job to go talk to the director and and say, hey, can we forego this wide shot on this pass so I can get what I need and get this kid yeah. <laughs> with a foot of headroom as opposed to six feet because totally. he's next to. Um, uh, you know, a full-grown adult that's towering over him. Yeah. Uh, do you do you ever have um, you know, folks that are interested to, you know, work with you or get in the industry that are able to, ment you're able to mentor or at least bring in for a day and kind of see what what it's like to be on lot. Does that ever happen? I do that a lot. I uh, okay. I love having people over and and showing them what we do and and. Yeah. You know, I, I, I had some of that, but I wish I would have had more co coming up. So I'm happy if people contact me and say, hey, can I shadow you for a day or, or can we talk shop? I'm happy to. What do you find in terms of the differences today of, of people coming through? I mean, obviously, it's like, you know, someone being exposed to like the real world work situation is very different than like, a, you know, what you might learn in, in school today. But I feel like there's still a lot of value in the the apprenticeship i mean for these types of positions it seems like it's almost necessary um i, th I it's absolutely necessary i mean you can know technically but I, when i came up you always had at least a two-man crew and and you know sometimes you could you know, po pose for you know proposition the UPM for a third if it was non-union, and, yeah, sure. and thank God in the union world it was a mandatory position and 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 yeah. you couldn't give it away. So you always had the the um, the, the the fortunate position of saying no, it's not up to me to give away. Why don't you talk to the local? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but um, I, I I think people coming up today. Um, are, are getting stuck being a one-man band. And you can't possibly become a good mixer if mm. you're having to do everything over your shoulder. You okay. need somebody holding the boom. You need to be able to go to the mics and, and, um, and not cheap out that way. I mean, you're handicapping mm -hmm. your mixer um, from the get-go if you're asking them to go over the shoulder. Okay. Um, yeah. so, so when I was coming up, we didn't, we didn't have to deal with that. You know, if if it was fiction, you had at least two people or three, and yeah. and and that's the way it should be. But I hear features all the time. I mean, I get them from post uh, to post in my own studio, mm -hmm. um, and and I'll ask like, wow, there there's some problems here. Uh, did you guys have a one or two man crew? Mm -hmm. And 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 that nine times out of ten they'll say, oh yeah, it was a one man band. Oh my gosh. And, and, you know, I'll tell these filmmakers, you know, make yep. sure, even if it's a PA that you're training, get a boom operator. Same Don't thing. handicap your mixer. That's why we're looping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, I mean, part of the fact that you can't loop for, you know, this project for Modern Family, do you find that it completely changes just your options of, in terms of you, you want, you're double checking and making sure your coverage is? You know, going to get exactly what you need. Like, I, I, I it, can't imagine. Like, it does not change my my approach. Okay. Um, I approach it like we're going to get it the first time, always. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if it's Modern Family or some, you know, PSA. 
Yeah. It's it's important to get it right, and and that's your name going on the project too. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. No worries. Um, no, I think it's 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 very important to to um, do your craft, do it well, and not have to fix it. And and yeah. y- you as the mixer, you have to speak up if you're not getting it. Yeah. And what do you? And, uh, you know, if it means that that hey, I need ten minutes to fix this. Yeah, sure. Um, you ask for it. You you don't get you know cowardly and and you know mousy and 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 say it's okay because you know it's 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 like in the old days when um, it's happened to every loader at one point or another where they flashed the film. Um, yeah. You, you don't let that go. You be a man and you go say hey. It's not working. Same, uh, same thing with a mixer. Um, if it's not working, don't let it go. I mean, yeah. of, of course, if they say <clears throat> we're losing the light, we're gonna fix it, and and um, you're screwed. I still try and fix it, but not hold them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you enjoy most about just? I mean, having done so much, so many, not only just on this show, but so many episodes and shows and movies over the years. What is the hook for you? What part of the process or aspect of the process really hooks you? Because everyone has their their moments where they just love, you know, love what they're doing day to day. What is it for you? I don't know. I just I love being on set. Okay. I, I I think that's fun. I love the camaraderie and and um. I love it when I read something in a script and go, wow, how am I going to tackle this? How are we going to do this? I'm concerned about it because it comes up in most episodes of Modern Family. Mm. There's there, there's something that I'll scratch my head and go, hmm, how are we going to do this? P- case in point, um, Dude Ranch episode, we had um, seven actors on horses doing dialogue in a really, really dusty area. And yeah. and then three actors, um, Haley, Dylan, and, and, and Lily on, on top of a car. And, and um, they were corralling. And... We weren't doing coverage. It was all kind of one crazy wonder, and yeah. and, and um, I was like, "Gee, I, I don't know how we're gonna pull this off. How am I not gonna get clothing rustle?" But we figured yeah. we figured it out, and and the scene came out great. And that's really really satisfying. That's why I do it. I mean, it seems like those those challenging episodes, even for Dude Ranch. I mean, that that looks like that won you an Emmy, right? It did. Which is pretty awesome. It's like it's the one. It's like the ones that you're like you're probably trying to figure out how you're gonna not drop this one. And, and sure enough, that's an episode which stood out to a lot of people, I guess. Yeah, and connection lost too. I was like, when when they mm-hmm. said they wanted to do the whole thing as a oneer. I mean, it may not seem challenging when you watch the episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But it was really challenging, and we had a lot of stuff going on on that. And were, were they able to do it in one take? We ended up doing close to 20 pages in one day. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And then, then they said, okay, we, we've shot out the Mitch, Cam, and Lily portion of it. Mm-hmm. Now we can have a, a, a second day, but we're not going to be able to do this for like two weeks. Why? Um, I think the scheduling. The scheduling, yeah. Okay. So, so uh, we came back two weeks later, and I had a different crew that day. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, fortunately we had done it before, so I knew what was going to work and what wasn't. And, and, uh, you know, it it worked and we did 13 pages that day. 
Oh my god, it's, uh, that's incredible! How, how many more uh, episodes do you have to to shoot this year? We have uh, we completed principal photography last Friday. Oh, nice! Okay. So that was uh, episode twenty four. We did okay. twenty four a season. And, and do you feel that you know coming off of a like what's your energy coming off of a season after doing so much? You know, back to back schedule. What, what is where's your headspace? We're exhausted, and I just want to rest. Yeah, and and, and in in this case, I I want to change it up. I don't want to be on set anymore. I want to um, re-record in in the studio, and you know, fortunately, I can do that. I've got a a film coming up called um, Get the Girl with uh, Eric England, who we've done three other oh, nice. other films with. Contracted is his, uh, you know, <laughs> mo- most recent that 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 did pretty well. I mean, being able to do both sides, going, you have your home studio, you're able to do the re-recording side of, of, of the work too. Like how, I guess, how do you keep yourself from not being, um, identifying as like, oh, he only does, he's only a production mixer. He's only a re-recording mixer. How, how have you found that you've been able to manage kind of living in both worlds? Most people see me more of as a, a production mixer. Yeah. Cause, cause that's where I've been more successful over time. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard to break that mold. E- even when, you know, like uh, um, the producers on Modern Family said, hey, you're going to re-record this episode. You know, yeah. I got pushed back from, from the other studio saying, well, he's a production mixer, not a re-recording mixer. Well, I'm in yeah. the union for both, and I've been doing both for, for quite a long time. Yeah. But they, they, they do try to pigeonhole you. But um, yeah. I, I've been successful at both, and 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 <laughs> they're they're different style of mixing. Uh, yeah. um, you know, production is about getting clean dialogue, and it's it tends to be a little bit more aggressive in terms of like fader moves and so forth. Mm-hmm. And re-recording for me, at least, um, it, it's it's about finding and and helping the emotion of 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 the story you're telling. And mm. and it's a lot more subtle and and um, I, I don't know it's it's fun it's it, it's yeah. really nice to do both. It seems like you can probably keep yourself pretty busy then between the two. Absolutely, uh. and and sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. Um, yeah. be, beginning of the season, we were um, uh, I was finishing off an Indian film called The Quest. Uh-huh. Was pre-mixing dialogue and so forth um, on a feature called Without Ward. And this is at the beginning of Modern Family and, and mm. Emmy time too. So, so there was a lot of stuff going on around that. And then, yeah. and then we were also doing another feature called Fear Clinic. So it, <laughs> it, it was a lot of juggling through, through the yeah. end of October. <laughs> uh, lastly, like what would be your, you know, your tip to someone that's, you know, kind of a, maybe even a mantra for you. What, what has kept you kind of, focused and consistent you think over the years and keeping at the end you know or in the end producing a a good track listen speak up when it's not right take the time that you need Uh and and um be persistent Uh um you know if it's bad it ultimately comes down to you not the Uh ad tell that tells you that it's going to be okay Right. Um, you know, if the tracks aren't good, the producers are going to, they're not going to hire you again. Yeah. So, so it's, it, it's, it's being tenacious and, um, you know, trying things too. 
If if the wire's not working, don't keep on using it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine also having a little fun and not taking it, well, taking it seriously, but not so seriously, but not getting in trouble also when having fun. Well, it, 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 it's, it's all fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there, there are stressful moments, of course, but yeah, yeah, it, it de- definitely, um, you know, enjoy the process too, because it's a, it's a privilege to be working in the film industry or the TV industry. Yeah, absolutely. And, cool. and I mean, the other cool thing is, um, you know, when you do go on location, you get to see some amazing places. Yeah. That, th- that, that doesn't suck. No, no, it's a, it's it's amazing and and it, it's it's given me a lot of really cool experiences over the years. Nice. I, I can only imagine, you know, if you knew what you were getting yourself into when you started even Modern Family, let alone this career, you know. I don't know if you would have reconsidered, but you would would have been like, "All right, this is going to be this going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an interesting ride." Yeah, it's true. Um <clears throat> I I I I once did a series down in um Costa Rica, and we were down there for for nine months. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, how bad can that be? People no, go there on vacation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this. This is a lot of fun. Like I said, you know, talking with production mixers is, you know, it's completely different. I feel like a different part of the brain that tapping into just because it's it's I equate it to you know being like a front of house live kind of live show aspect of you know at any moment something can change and you have to you have to adapt it yeah yeah you have to be, you have to be quick those, i can imagine those fingers are just as quick so thank you for taking the time to talk oh my pleasure awesome. any anytime michael <laughs>